0: Hey, Real Nerds, There's many ways to enjoy the Real Nerds podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can see what we're up to around town by following us at RealNerds on Instagram. And if you want to send us your thoughts, you can email us at realnerds at gmail.com or call us at 720-6nerds5. Like us on Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast or tweet us at RealNerds. And now on with the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Listen, I have my own podcast. I have my own podcast studio. I don't really care about those. What I really care about is the Real Nerds Podcast, the best podcast in the universe, in the multiverse, in in on all Earth, 616 and beyond. Listen to it. Subscribe right now and uh, listen to this episode. Listen to all the episodes, but especially listen to, the, listen to the one that I'm on. It might be the best. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Camera, action! Well, a real
1: nerd knows who shot and a real nerd can follow the plot and a real nerd can... Talk to
2: film! I'm sorry. sorry, sorry. Take it outside.
0: Well, a real nerd knows who shot
1: Real Nerds Podcast, and for over ten years, my friends and I have seen a new movie and we've podcast our experience to the world. This week is Scream Five. I just think it's really weird, Brad, to call the movie Scream when there's already a movie Scream and it's in the same universe. I don't know how you feel about that.
0: <laughs> uh it is weird. Uh but like that's the trend now. Like, you know, the new Halloween was just called Halloween, so
1: yeah, but it's like, that was more of like a reboot.
0: I think it's the second I time they did it.
1: that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, the Halloween franchise is fucking weird with stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, so we do have a new format now, if you've been listening to us for a long time. Uh, we're going to talk about Scream first, and then we'll delve into the biggest news story of the week and Hollywood's big comeback, which we're going to highlight movies doing well at the box office and then at the end of the episode uh, whoever is going to contribute to their own segment will have a segment for you to listen to. Brad how was your week this week?
0: Uh, not bad kind of busy. I uh, did a bunch of paid projects so doing pretty good nice. there and um, yeah just trying to keep us current on all of our Real Nerd stuff. Got the website fixed up so you can um, read articles from the front page again. You know, so it's not just a bunch of category headers. You can actually see the current articles under those headings and not have to go to the main drop down and search around people's names and stuff. So
2: I think it's what the year
0: it was like that.
1: Yeah, that's fine. It's, I knew it was a pain in the ass. And, um, you know, just got to work through some kinks. We don't have like, you know, a team of people doing stuff. We have you. So,
0: (laughs) yeah. It's all up to me. No pressure.
1: Yep. No pressure, but make us look good.
0: Yeah. The next step is to migrate everything into a single uh, hosting site. So that'll that'll take a while. to Get right, since we have have to change the uh, the um, the source paths for all the audio files for 521 files. And of course,
1: when you say we, you
0: have yeah. to do that. So I have to do that. One by one, just like I did <laughs> all the graphic headers for each of the episodes on the site. <laughs> it took like three years. So,
1: Yeah, um, but it looks great. Um, I'm sure people have noticed uh, we kind of flipped the colors uh, as we do move into a new era. Um, red is now prominent, uh, which it looks really good. It really sticks out now when I scroll through stuff.
0: Uh, it makes me think of the AMC logo a little bit. Because they have a red and white scheme going on.
1: um, Oh, I guess so, yeah.
0: But hey, you know, they don't own the rights to red and white.
1: Yeah, fuck them. They're stupid.
0: Go see movies at
1: AMC. (laughs) Good, (laughs) I just work all the time. I don't have any cool stories. Oh, I mean, I did pay $10,000 to get my boiler replaced. And now now I have a high-efficiency boiler. And I'm really excited about all the money I spent on it. Because now I walk through my house and I go, hmm, that's $10,000 keeping this house warm.
0: (laughs) Maybe you should uh, get some extra mileage mileage out of it by killing a pedophile and having his ghost haunt it.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Be like time to serve. I don't know. Um, But, (laughs) yeah, no, that's all I've been doing all week and not working and nothing cool. I have been watching a lot of uh, Blu-rays from 2021 to uh finish my article series that i try to get done by the end of january but it always stretches into april of my favorite blu-rays of the year um i, I wish i got paid just to watch blu-rays and review them and, and then i wouldn't have this problem
0: yeah how do you get that job where they send you blu-rays and know. you get to review them
1: i don't know how you do that
0: it's like i see on Guess youtube people really get like me. sony cameras to like test out and make youtube videos about I'm like, oh, i like i want to f- free Sony camera to try out and test out. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we just don't try hard enough. Yeah. You know,
0: I'm so know. lazy. We only did a podcast but, every week for yeah. 10 years.
1: I know. I guess we should just be, you know, try harder to get free shit. Maybe one day.
0: I will say that also cool. this hey. week, um, I've had trouble. Like I've been out to the movies so much that I'm also like I'm running out of movies to see in the theater without like seeing repeats. It's I know that's what
1: sucks. I I've been saying this for a long time, uh, basically for about seven eight months. Because you know when the first wave of coronavirus happened, I wanted people to be safe, so I understand spacing like big movies out. But the box office is going to have a hard time um, uh, recovering fully if you keep moving movies. And you have huge gaps in between when big movies are coming out. You have to give people a, a reason to keep on. You can't just have a big movie every four or five weeks. You just have to, eventually, you're just going to have to start stacking them and not retread movies that are eight years old, like whatever that Pierce Bronson movie is. Um,
0: oh, The Princess King or something?
1: Yeah. was I, I, supposed to King's count like daughter? 2014. I was reading. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, I was looking through because I don't know what we're going to watch next week. So I was uh, looking through, uh, you know, what's coming out. I'm like, huh, this might be tricky.
0: Yeah, I probably have to end up seeing some really obscure stuff like I have to fill the time.
1: Yeah, I I was thinking something. Do you have Netflix again?
0: Actually, I just canceled it again because I was down with Cobra Kai.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was thinking something like maybe like Tick, Tick, Boom or something, but I don't know.
0: Um, Well, I guess technically because Film Explosion dropped this Monday and so Scream would drop the next Monday. The next movie might just be Jackass Forever.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, actually, we're we're still technically we have to have a movie this week (laughs) coming up. (laughs) We're still behind.
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, we'll figure it out. We always do. So this week, Brad, we saw a scream. Do you recommend a return to Woodsboro?
0: I can't do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, there's parts where I was like, this is kind of fun. And then it's like something's just so dumb would happen. And I know that's the vibe that people love about these movies. But as someone who just sees a movie every week, just watching characters do the dumbest things just to like, get what you want of the plot is just so frustrating and I couldn't take it.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm actually in the opposite. I, I think it was purposely written that way because there's several moments in the film where they actually call it out for it being that way. And, uh, I mean, I liked it cause it, it was gory. Um, I, I guess I had one problem with it, but I'll talk about it when we spoil the film. Um, so yeah, if you like the screen movies, I think, I think you'll have fun with this one. Here's the trailer for Scream 2022.
0: There's certain rules to surviving. Believe me, I know. They always come back. The killer is
1: a part of something in the past. This one just feels different.
2: You're all in danger. Where? Sydney. I've seen this movie before. Not this movie. You said we were going to finish this. Go finish it, Sydney.
1: he's dead only in theater and special previews Thursday at 7pm get tickets now so it's been 25 years and it's been relatively quiet in Woodsboro but then all of a sudden the killings start again but not necessarily in a twist of the opening of the first scream the uh, girl at the beginning is not killed she is in fact injured and taken to the hospital and makes her sister come back. And her sister has a, a secret from the past, Brad, where her not-very-well-done CGI dad, who is Billy Loomis, uh, haunts her. And, and so they're trying to, guess, throw you a curveball that she could be the uh, ghost face killer in this. Which, you know, it didn't make sense if she was. I never so anyway, that she goes back. Second. Her <laughs> friends are starting... <laughs> yeah, I know, me either. Um, and uh, her friends, she goes back with her friends and Nev Campbell, Sidney Prescott. And so now we have another killer mystery up- foot. And yeah, I mean, the opening's really fun. Um, I-, I mean, this movie is super brutal. <laughs> I mean, the stabbings are pretty hardcore in it.
0: Yep, plenty of stabbings. But
1: you know, <laughs> yeah, um, I I don't know. Like the, I mean, I had fun when when Dewey is there and he's saying that, uh, uh, spoilers, that it's going to be the boyfriend, and it is kind of fun that it is the boyfriend. But at the same time, it's a little underwhelming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they had a chance to do something different, and I get that the structure of the film is kind of playing with you and saying and the fans saying they want something new but they really don't want something new so we're not going to give them something new although it seems like we might be giving them something new but does my logic follow, follow you there like does that make sense
0: yeah um, like I, I totally got that this movie was built around that one conversation at the house where they're explaining like how modern horror movies are um, but yeah like in the mm-hmm. end it, it just ended up being another Scream premise. Like it would have been more interesting if there was three killers, maybe, or one killer, or I don't know, just something just something different, you know? Um
1: Yeah, and I and I wasn't really shocked by the reveal. Like I even though they tried to set it up and I know that they were setting it up in a way that you were supposed to think it's the boyfriend. Um well they also felt you know, the so random
0: I... because yeah, like I agree. That tiny girl was one of them, and like most of the time, Ghostface seems like a six-foot-tall dude. So, I'm like... Well, that
1: was my problem, too, because... So, um, there's a part in it where Dewey is killed in the hospital.
0: Yeah, and it's this the girl, and he can't girl, fight her off.
1: <laughs> or she picks him up with, like, two knives and, like, disembowels him. I yeah. go, wait, what? And How strong she, is this person? Right, <laughs> yeah, because the Ghostface in it, when the boy... So, one of the friends and the boyfriend is a killer but and she's small yeah so when
0: he's the one running the the elevator so it's obviously not him
1: exactly so you're telling me this girl i'm not saying that women can't do it but the way that she's just her she's just a little person you know she's just short and skinny and she's able to like stab dewey and pick him up with two knives and like slice them in half. I mean, I guess there is some, you know, you're going to stretch credibility anyways in these films, but that was my biggest, um, what the fuck moment. When I went back after the reveal and stuff, you know, I said, wait a minute, how does this teenage girl who is really small, able to disembowel a dude by picking him up with a knife in him?
0: Yeah. Like a 40 plus year old, 200 pound dude. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it's not because she's a woman. It's just like, it doesn't make sense because in that scene because I'm pretty sure Ghostface is pretty big.
0: Yeah. Like most of the time Ghostface is the same height. Like in like Jack Quaid or whatever, the boyfriend. Yeah. If they're switching between the two, like, you know, she's not wearing stilts. So it it just physically can't like this just to make sense.
1: Yeah. And I guess her and uh, Jack Wade's character were boyfriend girlfriend before and they purposely brought that one girl back so they could kill her and set up their own scream because scream eight sucks so bad. And, I mean, I get the humor in it. Um, how toxic fandom can be. Um, but I don't know. There's just some parts. I mean, I had a lot of fun with the movie and I, I liked how gory it was. Um, I mean, I think it was a super brutal and yeah, I mean it's a fun film, but there's just parts of it like that was my biggest "what the fuck" moment.
0: Yeah, well, you know, mine it just too was make like sense why that. Dewey's a a seasoned police veteran, and he knows like he's probably the like the one with the clearest uh, head about how these scream movies work. And he like has yeah. the shooter at point blank range. Like he has a gun; he doesn't have to get anywhere <laughs> near her.
1: True, I mean you can. Uh, I mean you'd hope that he could take care of the issue from, I don't know, seven, eight yards away. I don't know. I mean, I, I know I can, but, um,
0: it's just like, so dumb. Like like we want to kill Dewey. So this is how we're going to set it up. And,
1: and I get, they're killing him because they're trying to make the stakes really high, you know, that anybody could die. I thought it'd be more interesting if it was Gail Weathers was the, you know, ghost face killer or something, because,
0: yeah, like just trying to, me, to make a new I think book it'd be or something. Inter-
1: exactly. She, you know, her career now. She's on this morning show, and she doesn't have the fame that she used to. So she stages these killings
0: to be uh, relevant because again. of yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I think that's an interesting take. Because uh, I, yeah, don't know if it's I something... felt like
0: they were kind of useless. Like they were just there because we needed legacy characters in there. Because yeah, because Sydney yeah, and, and Gail don't outsmart. Right away. Yeah, like well, they don't they don't outsmart these people at all. Like they just get stabbed no. and live. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, also mean, a did... lot of people get stabbed and live like, and others get stabbed a bunch of times and don't like that. Didn't make sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. that, that's kind of a, a theme right now in these legacy movies. Cause I mean, I enjoyed ghostbusters afterlife, but you know, when the original ghostbusters show up, it's just like, okay. They just randomly show up to get screen time. I don't know what's going on here. They Um,
0: traveled to New York from New York to, I guess, Kansas really fast. I don't.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean I had fun with it. Um I I don't know. I'm always a sucker because I just I like horror films. So um anything that's violent and entertaining, I'll get behind.
0: Also when um the lady cop goes home because she thinks the killer's at her house and then Mm -hmm. Ghostface pops out from like behind a i don't know bush on the porch it's like so ghostface was just sitting there in like broad daylight for i don't know (laughs) half an hour hour waiting for someone to come home like and no one walked by walking their dog (laughs) okay
1: yeah um i her son though was killed in a pretty brutal way where he jammed the knife through the neck and you could see it go through and out yeah that's pretty gnarly um but yeah, it was, yeah, I had fun. Uh, it'll probably be when I watch again because I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Lately, I uh, I mean, I want to see Spider-Man again, but I'll just see movies now because it's kind of a nice getaway for me um, just to go get away. Yeah. And with the Alamo season pass, it really helps that I'm only paying a dollar to go see it
0: yeah, for the convenience you, fee. But. If you've got a Regal Pass or an Alamo Pass, like, yeah, but it's still it's like... Those are, have been like the same movies for a month now. Yeah.
1: I know. Well, I was looking at Ahead to Alamo, and they don't have a schedule for Friday yet. So maybe they'll have something that we can watch. Yeah. Um, then we'll go from there. Because I have no idea what we're going to watch next week. Um, it might be just some random fucking streaming movie or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll Landmark out. has new we stuff. But it's hard for you to get there.
1: Yeah, what's uh what's that landmark?
0: Um just artsy stuff that you'll hate.
1: <laughs> well, if it I I I hate saying that I'm gonna have the weekend off. <laughs> I'm supposed to. Um I might be able to like sneak down there. Um uh, if they have like a later showing. And that's the thing too, now movies stop showing like at seven o'clock at night.
0: Yeah, on on a weekday, yeah, it's like Friday and Saturday are the only like late nights. You can get like a nine forty five, even.
1: Yeah, but I get it. It's right
0: Yeah, we'll we'll watch see what the Alamo drops, and then decide.
1: We'll we'll go step by step. This is the big movie news story of the week. It's
2: real news.
1: So, Brad, normally I would talk about how yet yeah, another movie is delayed and this one being Mission Impossible 7. Um, but I don't know if that movie exists anymore <laughs> because uh, it's like Morbius. It's it's a running joke now. I think it's uh, five delays. Um,
0: well, maybe it's I so mean, it's top- awesome that, like because they're doing back to back. So they're really making two movies. So it might yeah. be super hard. <laughs> and is Top Gun going to come out? I don't know.
1: It seems like Paramount are only releasing one movie a year.
0: (laughs) Forgot about Top Gun.
1: I know. It's supposed to come out in May, I think. But we'll see. Um, So, but I'm going to skip over that stuff. I'm tired of depressing stuff. I want to talk about how the Batman is going to be three hours long. Yes. I know. And have you been hearing the, or reading, I guess, the pushback from people?
0: Yeah, I don't get why... People are complaining that they're getting three hours of movie for their $12, you know? It's like they want less movie for more money. Okay, weirdos.
1: I know. And this is my theory. And I mean, I could be wrong, but it's a serial killer, you know, kind of detective film. I want Batman to detect.
0: I want him to... Like Batman might actually have to solve a crime
1: solve the crime and work through it because it almost seems that if it's just the riddler it's too easy you know what i mean um that there is something else to it i don't know i could be wrong i mean maybe the first half is him dealing with the gangs with uh
0: the penguin and Falcon and the penguin yeah.
1: and then the second half bleeds yeah uh, uh bleeds into uh the riddler and how it all ties together
0: yeah i've been trying to avoid uh spoilers but now they're just dropping whole scenes from the movie on twitter so oh, that yeah sucks. No. But, uh, Are you there...
1: watching them? I, I haven't watched any of them.
0: I skipped them, but like one of them was like a like the freeze frame before you play it was the Riddler like mm. holding a assault rifle. So huh. I think he's actually like running around, actually shooting people. Interesting. So, he's got he's got some uh, big game afoot, that's for sure.
1: I know. I was talking to one of my friends, and he told me the Riddler isn't an A list. I think we've had this conversation. Isn't an A list Batman villain? I'm pretty sure he is.
0: He's, I, yeah, I, I I think so at this point. He wasn't always, but I think ever yeah, since 66 mean, uh, Batman, I always thought of him as an A-lister.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think it's awesome. I think everything I see, I mean, I have a, I've only seen uh, the two trailers, I guess. The one that came out a year and a half ago and the one they debuted at DC Fandome because it's been playing before a lot of movies now. And I'm really avoiding this stuff because, I mean, I do see it popping up, the scenes. I did the same thing with Spider-Man. They dropped the opening, like, 10 minutes of Spider-Man about a week before the movie came out. And I decided not to watch it either because, I mean, we really only have a little over a month before it drops. So I'm guessing tickets are going to go on sale soon.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I don't even know where I want to see it first, really, because it's going to be an IMAX. So yeah definitely do that at some point but
1: yeah i mean well because i'm gonna have to buy them because my season pass at alamo won't let me use it early
0: yeah you have to um, wait seven days before you can
1: yeah so i mean i saw I, I paid for the spider-man movie for alamo um this one i don't know I, i'll probably i don't know yet yeah, i have to see when the movie starts and where it's playing at and i mean obviously i should probably see it in imax because it's you know formatted for it um I can't wait. Yeah, I think it looks awesome.
0: That that one we should try to see is is a real nerds group too. Oh so. no, I'm
1: totally down.
0: Try to get some Littleton in. I'm sure it'll be one of those where like Thursday they'll open up like a late, like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock or something. And, well, I mean, I saw Spider Man at three p.m., so I'm sure they'll have something like that. Yeah, I mean, the movie's going to be huge, so just have to, to wait. Have to wait for that Alamo pass to kick in.
1: I know. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to buy it because <laughs> I don't want to. No. Uh, it's like Spider-Man. I don't want to be the person who didn't see it first. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That like part it. will never leave me in a movie. Like I, I always want to see the movie first, especially something I really care about. And this movie, because it's supposed to come out a year and a half ago, I've been hyped for it for so long and that it's actually going to happen. Fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> is i i read an interview with the uh president of warner brothers and he says oh no it's coming out march 4th so that makes me excited
0: it'll be, it'll be interesting too uh you know it's it's not often that um like a movie like this gets dropped in early march so i think what was um like avengers got to april right like yeah early april. But i mean
1: I, I mean i think it's actually kind of ingenious and Uh, I'll tell you why is because there's a huge gap before movies. It's like Spider-Man. So you put Batman out and they make tons of money in the opening weekend, obviously, but then it's going to have a lot of legs because nothing else really is coming out. So, because I think it goes jackass and then in two weeks is uncharted. And then because, uh, Morbius isn't playing anymore. Now there's nothing in between both of those movies. So then you have uncharted, then two weeks and it's Batman.
0: Um, so yeah we've been saying on this podcast for years that the whole i think uh um yeah. putting movies you know in summer and winter like that whole blockbuster scheme is kind of irrelevant anymore
1: yeah um, you know i really want the batman to do well because i warner brothers to know that they can't just skip the theatrical experience i mean i think they know that now after all a lot of their movies did only okay uh by putting them on hbo max at the same time um yeah i think if something like the suicide squad or even the matrix would have came out just in theaters. It would have made way more money, but you know, speaking of which, this is a big Hollywood comeback for the box office. (laughs) Oh, look who's back on top Spider-Man swings back to the top with 14 million dollars in its sixth week in release dethroning scream from last week and it lost like over a thousand theaters so it's still doing really really well and it became the sixth highest grossing film of all time worldwide and the fourth highest domestically fucking look at Spider-Man go I don't think it's going to catch Avatar Avatar is at 760 million and I think Spider Man's at seven twenty five right now. So I mean
0: And even if Spider Man did beat that's it. That's another
1: forty five thirty-five million.
0: Even if Spider Man did beat it, um camera would yeah. just re-release it again and take it away. Oh, yeah, so
1: totally. I mean if if I was Sony, I would say I'd put deleted scenes back into Spider Man and say, Hey, now with more deleted new scenes <laughs> to see if it like to beat it you know like they did with endgame to to beat uh avatar worldwide so
0: well avatar came back and beat endgame again so yeah i wish uh i wish they'd release endgame again and yeah
1: i don't i haven't watched avatar since the theaters i i have the special edition blu-ray that my dad gave me i I have never even purchased it on blu-ray and i can't remember ever being anything special
0: i never even saw it
1: (laughs) yeah that's what i mean so you haven't even seen it so I don't know. Um but yeah, so it's cool. I mean, it's really good for me because I love seeing that Spider-Man did that. Um because, yeah. you know, he's my favorite. So
0: I think Avatar had the uh benefit of it came out and ushered in the 3D, the modern 3D era. I think so too. And I'm pretty sure 3D is definitely hit the decline, so unless Cameron has another like te- technical technological innovation to pull out of his bag. I, I don't know if uh, people are going to show up for that. I don't think so either. I mean, one, I mean, people have been talking about,
1: was it 13 years now? So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a demand for it. I will say that the rides at Disney World are really fun. <laughs> it's more fun than the movie.
0: I heard um, that um he's figured out how to do 3D without the glasses. So that might be something special. But yeah, I can't imagine how that would actually work. So. Well, I mean, they
1: did it with... Uh... 3DS you just had to like look directly at it you couldn't move your head.
0: <laughs> well there's a, like there's a little screen you have to that like goes over the screen so unless yeah. all these theaters are going to retrofit their screens for with like a giant film <laughs> layer over it <laughs> I don't know. Cuz yeah that yeah, was my idea either. 10 years ago. Yeah cuz of 3DS but yeah scaling that up to IMAX size be kind of tough.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I know I'll see the movie because it'll probably be our film of the week in on December 16th or whenever the fuck it comes out.
0: I guess um, they wheeled in all those 3D uh, projectors, so it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility, but yeah. True. So yeah. Cool, Here man.
1: now. Yeah, cool. Uh, here's what nerds have been up to individually this week. Have a listen. It's Ryan! Hello, everybody. It's Ryan here, and I'm going to give you my three beginning favorite Blu-rays of 2021. Every year I do a list, or I guess a review, of my favorite Blu-rays of the year. And because I'm lazy and don't know any other way to do it, I take the last part of the year, so this year is 2021, and I choose my 21 favorite Blu-rays of the year so we'll be starting off with number 21, of course, and that's going to be the complete first and second seasons of Harley Quinn, which is a really fun cartoon show that is on HBO Max, and it does a really great job of exploring Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy's relationship, and does so in a really funny way. The show's really over the top, it's really violent, it has lots of curse words in it, And it's a hell of a lot of fun. I totally recommend not only the show, but this Blu-ray because it looks incredible on Blu-ray. Number 20 is a pre-code classic starring one of my favorite actors. Well, my favorite actor from the Hollywood Golden Age, and that would be Cary Grant. And the film is called Hot Saturday. It's from the fine folks at Kino Lorber, who do a great job of releasing classic films onto Blu-ray. And this film... Uh, is one of those ones that kind of gets lost in of Cary Grant's filmography because it's an early part of his career. But it's a really interesting film that deals with the rumors in a small town and how it can affect somebody. Not only um, Cary Grant's character, but also the lead character in this, Nancy Carroll. It comes with a commentary by film historian Lee Gambin that's fun, and he keeps the momentum going throughout. One of my biggest pet peeves on some of these older films the commentary tracks are read from an essay or prepared notes and Gambon does a pretty good job of not doing that he might be doing it but he's really fun and it doesn't come across as it's too prepared and number 19 which I just posted today is a Nicolas Cage revenge thriller Pig which is a really fascinating film I don't really like talking about it because I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but that's number 19 on my favorite Blu-rays of the year. One of the reasons besides the film being great is it has a really cool bonus feature on it. What's called Nicolas Cage cooks, where it's broken up in two parts where Nicholas Cage is preparing certain dishes that he will in the film. And in it, it removes all pretentiousness and it's just him getting dirty with some, chefs on how to make these properly. And the chefs don't cut them any slack in here. And Nicolas Cage doesn't want any. He wants it done right and he wants the dishes to come out well. So those are my three ones I've posted so far. Stay tuned as I will be posting them throughout the next month or so as I review them and put them up. So re- some films I recommend on Blu-ray to pick up right away is going to be Harley Quinn Seasons 1 and 2, Hot Saturday, and Pig. I'm going to turn it over to the other nerds. Thanks for listening.
0: And now it's time for Brad's Exhibition Etiquette, your weekly guide of tips and tricks to help you not ruin Brad's fun at the movies. All right. This week we'll be talking about ice holes. These are the people that when a movie comes to a very quiet, important part, and they decide to start drinking from their mostly empty water cup, and there's only a few pieces of ice left, and they slide it back, And it rattles against the plastic cup. And it completely takes everyone out of the movie. And all they have to do is just add water to the cup. And it'll lighten the noise. But no. Stop being an ice hole. Hey film buddies, follow me around Denver. Uh, For this week's show, I'm just going to remind people that the Midnights at the Esquire are back. Last week they came back with The Room and Rocky Horror Picture Show. And this week, they will be screening The Thing both nights. So check that out. And the following week, they'll have Punch Rock Love, which I guess is the 20th anniversary of that movie. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on around town.
2: Hey, nerds. Corinne here for another installment of Showtime, where I talk about something cool I've been watching lately and recommend it to all of you. So this week, I'm going to be talking about my younger sister's favorite anime, which I had never seen before. Assassination Classroom. This uh, was a delightful surprise. I had heard of it. I'd seen maybe, like, you know, some images or gifts or something of it before. And I thought, this looks really weird. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but on the whole, it is just so much fun. Uh, so endearing. Um it kind of felt like the same vibe that Ted Lasso has as a series where it's just like super wholesome and really compelling and um you just get sucked into the narrative and you love all the characters. So, I highly recommend it to everybody. It's on Hulu. It's two seasons long and each season is about 25 episodes. The basic premise is that uh these junior high school students have to assassinate their teacher before graduation. Um, and there's some, like, brouhaha involved, and it's just mm, it's so heartwarming. Uh, you know, you would think something called Assassination Classroom would be really brutal and really messed up, and there are some segments where it gets kind of darker, but on the whole, it's pretty bright and happy, and, you know, so when it does have those darker moments, it kind of earns it. Um, If it has any... Weaknesses, I would say. I feel like the cast is maybe a little bloated because there are, I think, like twenty six, twenty eight students in the classroom, and you get to know some of them pretty well, but then there are some that I am like, I don't remember their name, I don't even remember anything about them, so eh. I shouldn't have to watch the series like five times to figure it out, you know. But I would have trimmed it down to maybe like twenty fifteen kids that would have worked for me. Uh, But the villains are great. The heroes are fun. The plot is just hilarious. Um, So yeah, I highly recommend it. Assassination Classroom, I watched it on Hulu, Uh, might be on some other streaming services. But anyway, I know the nerds are not big into anime, but I honestly think like, Ryan, Brad, and Zach would all love it. Maybe even, I I don't know, maybe Henry's in the anime too, and he's seen it. I'm not sure. But all you nerds listening, give it a chance. I think you'll enjoy it. So that's my highest recommendation. Um, Definitely made me laugh, made me cry. Assassination Classroom, check it out. All right, next time I'm going to be doing a Catching the Classics about a Tom Cruise movie I've never seen before. So stay tuned, and I'll talk to you all next week. As
1: always, Brad, thanks for joining me on our podcasting journey.
0: No problem. Always a pleasure.
1: And I don't know what we're going to watch this week, but we'll figure it out. We always do.
0: Totally. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, we roll. And... Don't to uh, check us out at uh, uh, Fan Expo. I almost said the yeah. old one. <laughs>
1: I know. It's always hard. Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. Um, Kevin Smith and the rest of the Clerks crew will be there. Uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings is having a reunion. That's kind of a big deal, actually. So
0: That's your assignment uh, this year is to get all the Clerks on our podcast.
1: But I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. No, I, I should hit up Henry because I know he has IMDB Pro, and they they have all their contact information, like their managers. So, nice.
0: Also tell yeah. them we know Ming Chen. So
1: Oh, that's right we got to complete the trilogy you know or if ming chen shows up again maybe he can put in a good word for us totally that'd um, be awesome so, yeah but we'll be there we'll have a booth um in the actual floor this time not uh where we were last time. Mean, even the last time i thought we did pretty well for letting us know the week before
0: <laughs> so yeah hey, you but, pull together
1: yeah we always do we're the best when we think on our feet until next time see you at the movies all
0: the Let's
1: a real Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at RealNerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720 6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it!